Hey everyone, this is Clint Kaler. Thanks for listening to our podcast series, Following in the Footsteps of Jesus. This is the day and age where worship is very popular, very widely accepted, and even institutional religious scenarios that have existed over the past decades are now adopting styles of worship that they once rejected. And in all this acceptance of modern worship, one could be led to believe that You know, things are getting better. Things are progressing in churches because people are worshiping God and honoring God. But that's not necessarily the truth. Jesus even said this. uh, This is in Mark chapter 7. He said um, that you have a fine way of rejecting the commandments of the commandments of God and practicing the traditions of men. He says you make your worship, uh, you worship me in vain because you accept as the commandments of God, the traditions of men. So if we can make our worship vain or worship him in vain by what we believe, by the philosophy that we believe uh, in, by accepting uh, men's commands and traditions as God's commandments, uh, then we need to take a look about how we're worshiping. If we're worshiping in spirit and truth, then our worship is going to be accepted. Our worship is going to be um, meaningful. It's going to produce things. It's going to be, as Jesus put it, in spirit and truth. And so if we want to bring glory to God or present to God something as an act of worship, let's do it according to the Word of God. And let's do it according to Uh, the things that have been handed down to us from the Word of God and from Jesus. In the story of Lazarus, when Jesus raises him from the dead after four days, Mary uh, questioned him, and he said, Did not tell you, this is out of um, John 11, he said, Did not tell you that if you uh, believed, you would see the glory of God? And Jesus is drawing a conclusion here that raising the dead is putting God's glory on display. Now, I'd like to see all the people who are so so zealous for modern worship, if they really want to bring glory to God, because how do we know we're bringing glory to God anyway in that kind of worship setting where you sing a song, where you you know, present yourself in a worship service, how do we know that you're really bringing glory to God? How does anyone know that you're bringing glory to God? Well, there is a scriptural example here of how we can glorify God, how God's glory can be seen or revealed by all. It's seen through raising the dead. It's seen through acts of power, healing the sick, destroying the works of the devil. This is why Jesus was so adamant with his own disciples on these things, saying to them, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom is at hand. Therefore, heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. He instructed them in Luke 10 to go into every city where he himself was about to enter and heal the sick that are there. That was the job of the 70 to go into every city and village where Jesus was himself preparing to enter, to speak and to meet people. 
and eradicate sickness and disease? Why? They are bringing glory to God. They are putting God's glory and kingdom on display. Jesus said, if I evict devils by the finger of God, know that the kingdom of God has come near you. How do we uh, bring this kingdom to bear in the earth? Make it visible. Make it known. By setting captives free, by driving out devils, by healing the sick, by raising the dead. All of these things are still setting the captives free. So if we're going to worship, and if you're going to begin to worship, you're going to uh, put yourself in a place that offers worship. You're going to see yourself um, participating in something that actually brings glory to God. You know, Paul talks about this. The Bible, the New Testament talks about this. Paul said, present yourself. This is in Romans 12, 1. Be a living sacrifice, which is, you know, depending on your translation, your reasonable act of service or your reasonable worship. By presenting yourself to him blameless. See, there's no longer any uh, dead sacrifices. Jesus was the last dead sacrifice, and he rose from the dead, and we rose with him so that we could be a living sacrifice. Those who have died to sin and lived to righteousness and live as he lived and conduct ourselves as he conducted himself and walk as he walked, which means we are going to bring the glory of God on display by the liberation of captives and the destruction of the works of the devil. And we are tasked with raising up these people over and over and over in every people, group, and nation. This is what Paul says in Philippians 3.10. This is the Weiss translation. He said, "Uh, for for his sake, I have been caused to forfeit all things, and I count them but dung in order that I might come to know him in an experiential way and to know experientially the power of his resurrection and a joint participation in his sufferings being brought to my uh, to the place where my life will radiate a likeness to his death. Paul's talking about the process of his own spiritual maturity, where he's, uh, as he states in Ephesians 4, growing up into him, into Christ in every way, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is in context, as we'll see here in a second. Verse 11, if by any means I might arrive at the goal. There is a goal here. What is this goal? Namely, the out-resurrected from among those who are dead. Paul is saying that we would live as resurrected ones with Christ on the earth right now. He says, not that I've already made acquisition or that I've already now uh, been brought to that place. What place are we talking about? Of being raised with Christ from the dead, of knowing him experientially, walking in the power of his resurrection, uh, radiating a death like he did, dying a death like he did so that Christ would be on full display. How do we know? Well, this is what he says next, bringing all of these things into focus. He says, not, uh, not that I already made acquisition or that I have now already been brought to that place of absolute spiritual maturity beyond which there is no progress. You want to bring glory to God? You really want to bring glory to God? You really want to show God honor? God's going to get glory and honor when you die and he lives and you bring yourself, 
you get acquisition of a mature spiritual place beyond which there is no progress. He says, but I am pursuing onward. If I may lay hold of that for which I have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. So many people talk about this verse and then lay out their life goals and dreams. Okay, that is not the context. The context here is that you would reach a place of absolute spiritual maturity beyond which there is no progress. This is what a disciple is. And this is what we are called to make in the nations disciples who come to a place of absolute spiritual maturity beyond which there is no progress. He said, I press onward. I bear down on the goal. I press onward. Later on in verse 13, he says, uh, I am not counting myself yet as one who has in absolute and complete way laid hold of that for which I have been laid hold of by Christ Jesus. What is it that he has been laid hold of by Christ Jesus for? It's obvious and in context, this is accurate doctrine to be brought to a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no progress. He said, but one thing I, in fact, am forgetting completely the things that are behind and am stretching forward to the things that are in front. What are the things that are in front? Being brought to a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no more progress. Verse 14, Philippians 3, bearing down upon the goal. What is the goal? Again, growing up into Christ in every way. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4. And here in the Philippians 3, uh, being brought to a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no progress. Think about it. Can you imagine becoming this person? What is this person? It is growing up into Christ in every way. In his character, in his love, in his sacrifice, in his authority, in his ability, in his demonstrations of uh, God's mission in the earth to completely remove the influence of hell forever, to completely remove the influence of sin, sickness, disease, and death forever. This is the job that he's handed to us. And Paul says, bearing down upon the goal, the goal of becoming, being brought to a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no progress. I am pursuing on, bearing down upon the goal. I bear down upon the goal. This sounds like some of his other writings where he says, I travail as a woman in childbirth until Christ be formed in you. In another place, he says uh, that we toil with all of the energy that is in us, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. What does it mean to be perfect in Christ? To be brought to a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no further progress. This is the call from above of God, which is in Christ Jesus. This is our call. And this is the job that we are to do, to grow up into him in every way and to bring others into the same place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no further progress. That, 
will bring glory to God. That is what's going to cause people to look and say, God is surely among us. That is God's prescription for worship and bringing glory to the name of Jesus Christ to become perfect in him, mature in him, and being brought to a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there's no further progress. You get nations of these people walking around. That is the end of hell. That is the end of oppression. That is the end of sickness and disease. That is the end of human trafficking. That is the end of sex trafficking. That is the end of depravity. That is the end of evil in the earth, which is the purpose of God in Christ in Ephesians 1.10 to unite all things in heaven and all things on earth in Christ. In the Greek, it means to bring all things back in heaven and on earth to their original state in him. This is the glorious call that we have been given and we will never accomplish it. Just stay stuck in modern religion, churchianity, until we begin to, like Paul, bear down upon the goal to reach a place of spiritual maturity beyond which there is no further progress, pursuing on for the prize of the call from above of God, which is in Christ Jesus. What is this call from above of God, which is in Christ Jesus, to grow up into him in every way? Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to die a death like his, that we might, that it might be said of us as well, that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. May the nations make this statement for the glory and honor of God in the earth in Jesus' name.